Welcome to podcast 2187. Enjoy the show. And don't forget to submit your blaster for inspection. So it's been a little while, but that's okay because we are back. And we're better than ever, of course. Because we just are. That's just how it is. Accept it. Um, <laughs> Mark, how are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Oh, I'm, I'm very happy because we're here and we're talking to each other. What's been? Is this, the, is this week four, I think? I, yeah, I think there were three weeks that we did not have something. So this is the fourth week since we did. Nice. I think, yeah. Which was not planned, but, you know, things happen. So it's just the way it, it had to turn out. But again, I repeat, obviously we're here. So, so we are good to go. And I'm very happy about what we have to do because there are some great things for us to be talking about tonight. And that's what we do. We're a podcast, so we talk. Like what, Tim? What, give me one great thing to talk about. Just one? Ah, okay. Well, one thing is it might have something to do with Obi-Wan Kenobi. Ooh, obs knobs. There might be something about Disney Plus. Okay. Not not just the Obi-Wan Kenobi thing. I'm really offended I said obs knobs. That's like really stupid. <laughs> there might be some some really cool stuff about uh some Star Wars music here for the rise of Skywalker. And I'm uh talking about some quote unquote official ish stuff. Wow. And we can go over what the official-ish stuff is, and then we can apply it to what we know about the movie and kind of figure some stuff out. Uh, If we have time, you never know. Maybe there's some Galaxy's Edge things we can get to, a little bit of Mandalorian stuff, uh, Resistance. I mean, it's all on the table for tonight. All right, let's do it. I don't even know if we have time for everything. We'll have to see what we cut. (laughs) And next week, week we should have the uh, reaction to... D twenty three. D twenty three starts the the Disney Plus panel. Let's let's start with that since we're here because that kind of folds into the other, right? Uh, you know, Ben Kenobi rumor. Um, well, I tell you what, I have right here on, on StarWars.com, I have the uh, everything you need to know about Star Wars at D twenty three twenty nineteen. All right, that's a lot of numbers. Go ahead. Um, in order. They, the first thing that they have is that they're going to have a display that's the evolution of the Stormtrooper costume exhibit, uh, which I think is pretty much what they had at San, Di- San Diego Comic-Con, right? Or at least some evolution of that. Um, yeah, it's a little, that's a little cheesy in a way. Yeah, I mean, I, treating it as like the number one thing in your post, I feel like is a little too much credit for it. I, I you know, it's just, like, it's neat, but it's a display. It's not like an attraction, I would think. Well, and it's the number one thing, it's the number one thing in the post, and guess what? It's a retread of something that that was already at right. you know, San Diego Comic-Con, so. Uh, they will have a Disney Plus pavilion, and what you need to know about that is that it says, the D23 Expo will be your first chance to sign up for the new Disney Plus streaming service. And inside the Disney Plus Pavilion, you may just get a closer look at the world of The Mandalorian, the first Star Wars live-action series making making its debut on the service on November 12th. Which, coincidentally, is also uh, one of the things I was going to mention when I said Disney Plus. Uh, they talked about the, the dates that it's rolling out. So, uh, November 12th is, is pretty much the day. Uh, and that is for the U.S., Canada, and the Netherlands. And then it will be later in Australia and New Zealand on November 19th. And I believe, I don't see it listed here, but I believe Britain was also going to be a little bit later, possibly the 19th as well. Uh, so that was a quick little side. And they are going to have a bundle too, where you can get for $12.99, you can get Disney Plus, Hulu's basic uh, on-demand tier, and ESPN Plus, if you are interested in that. 
Okay. And they haven't they haven't said what's going to be on ESPN Plus yet, have you? Have they? I have no idea. Like, isn't that just like bonus sports stuff? Like, I don't I know. It, does it already exist? Announced? No, it doesn't exist yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's 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 what I know about it. Because like, I know they have the uh, ESPN app and stuff, which you have ESPN two and three and uh, ESPN News and all that kind of stuff. Let's put but... this way: so my so my parents pretty much they live in Idaho. They cut they cut cable or whatnot, uh-huh. um, and so they like football. Right. For them, you know, even though you get Hulu and you get Disney Plus, the 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 thing that's going to put them over the edge is if you get a football game or two uh, every week through the ESPN Plus app. Right. And I don't see why you wouldn't necessarily. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it would have to be Monday Night Football because that's what ESPN covers. Um, they don't get anything else? No. Um, unless they try to also put in some ABC games, but again, they really don't do that much. It's pretty much ESPN Monday Night Football, uh, which is once a week, but it's you know one game per week. I think all, all the other prime offer a game or something. I don't know. Well, all the other NBC has Sunday night, and uh, I think a bunch of people split Thursday. Fox and CBS and NFL Network have everything else. All so. Right. Um, anyway, uh, next up on the Star Wars Article 4, D23, it says there are exclusives and early release merchandise, which includes some stuff about Sith Troopers. I'm sure everyone is shocked about that. Um, and, and about the panels, there is a Disney Legends Ceremony panel, uh, which is hosted by Bob Iger, and it goes over or honors uh, visionaries and artists who have made significant contributions to the Disney legacy including the legendary voice of Darth Vader and the Mandalorian showrunner. And it says this year's recipients are, and the, the main Star Wars people are, John Favreau and James Earl Jones, which it just referenced. Oh, nice. Uh, there is a panel on the music and sounds of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. God. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Um, it says it's going to take a closer look at the soundscape and music, including the new theme by legendary composer John Williams. Uh, that's, uh, I feel like that's not going to be a highly attended panel. Uh, could be wrong. I'm sure it will be, but at the same time, well, it's like, I mean, uh, okay. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, I don't know. I just feel like people are going to be like, we're going to go over a single piece of music, which is good, but for a park, like, and I know they're going to do soundscape and stuff too, but I don't know. I just don't feel like that's a major attraction for, for everybody. Right. Um, there's another panel on Vader Immortal, which is the Star Wars VR series. Uh, let's see. Disney Plus Showcase. This is on Friday uh, yes, from 3.30 to 5. And a little description for this says, The highly anticipated streaming service Disney Plus will give guests a first look at some of its original content, including the upcoming Star Wars live-action series The Mandalorian. Executive producer John Favreau will be joined by Dave Filoni and other special guests for a sneak peek at what's to come in the series. Fans won't want to miss this star-studded presentation. Now, honestly, what I'm expecting from this is kind of another panel like what we had at Celebration with a couple new things. And honestly, I, I don't know for sure if all, everything that they show will be public or not, just like with Dude, Celebration. If, if, they, if they don't, that is ridiculous. I, I mean, I, yeah, it kind of is, but it, which is why I'm kind of leaning on the fence. Like, I, I don't know either way. They need to get. Can I? Can I say? Well, yeah, I can say this. Where they need to get their heads out of their ass? Seriously. 
because the because the thing is is that is that at this point you've got a show coming out. Advertise the show. Well, they already did they already did the big transition today on on Twitter to where Disney Plus is now official. I don't know if you saw that or not. So Disney Plus is on Twitter now, and all the separate accounts were talking to each other. So you had the Avengers account talking to the Star Wars account, talking to the Finding Dory account, <laughs> talking to the Pixar account, and then Simpsons got involved. And it's like you know, <laughs> it was it was it was cute, but you know they're making a big deal about hey, it's moving time. We're all going here, so they're setting it up. It, it's happening, right? Right. And and if you have the big D twenty three launch for your show that you want people to buy, then show me what I'm buying. Right. You know, you don't have to show me the whole... They're going to show, what, all of High School Musical, one of the first episodes there? That sounds vaguely familiar. Like, I, I heard yeah, that a while I, I back, don't, I, I don't expect you to show the first episode of The Mandalorian, but show a trailer and release the trailer. Yeah. Don't do the same craft where it's some... You well, know, I could, if you want to watch it, it's, it, it's bootlegged. I could see them doing something where there is a trailer that they release publicly that will go on YouTube and be the the promo for it, and they might have a kind of BTS reel behind the scenes that they keep there. Maybe oh, the same one that. that they showed at Celebration. You know, I'm fine with that. But but honestly, at this point, I don't. How sad is it that I don't even uh, know if they're going to do that? Well, like, like I, I can't, I, I can't feel, I can't feel that uh, with any sense of like you know certainty. That they're going to show a trailer, even. Uh, yeah, but I, I do feel like that. I feel fairly confident in that because I mean, it, it's a Friday panel in the afternoon. It says fans won't want to miss this. It's the right time. We are two months ahead of the show coming out. You need to have a public trailer. And what better time to release it than this with John Favreau and Dave Filoni to introduce it to you? Probably Pedro Pascal and other people. I mean, think so. I, I think one of what was it? Somebody was saying. I forget who told me this. Or where they saw it, but at this point in the cycle, we'd already gotten the, the Vanity Fair issues or the EW first look or whatever. Yeah, That's they what they, sk- they skipped that this time around. Right, and so it's it's like you're not sure what's going on with it. Right. Well, we have that, and again, I do feel like we'll, we'll, I'm hopeful, hopefully optimistic that we're going to get a trailer with that. Uh, again, this this coming Friday. Next is uh, go behind the scenes with the Walt Disney Studios. And it talks about uh, fans will glimpse what's on the drawing board for the acclaimed filmmakers at Walt Disney Animation Studios and Pixar Animation Studios and get a peek of the exciting slate of live action projects from Disney to Marvel Studios to Lucasfilm's Star Wars. As always, attendees will be treated to exclusive footage, special guest appearances, and more. Cell phones, cameras, and all recording devices will be checked for this presentation. To which I want to say, well, crap. Because if they have any exclusive The Rise of Skywalker stuff for this, that will annoy me. So I went to, uh, before The Force Awakens, I went to that D23. Right. Um, which was really good. You know, I waited overnight. It was amazing wait overnight. It wasn't bad at all. Um, it was actually air conditioned. And, and the funny thing is, I waited in the same sp- like hall that I had to wait in for Star Wars Celebration Anaheim. But Disney somehow had it right to where, uh, or the D23 had it right to where there was, there was less of a line. It was air conditioning. The TVs were on. They were playing Disney like snippets and stuff. 
And were there more or less people there overall? It felt like there were less people over there. There okay. were less people there. So it, it's hard to say because the way they do it is the most of the people that were in the line that night were not were not in the line for the hall. They were in the line to be the first to buy merchandise. Right. So, you know, uh, Jeremy Conrad, Manabite, everybody knows from MCU Cosmic, he was in line, he saved me a spot. And the people were about to have a problem that I was technically cutting uh-huh. until they heard I was going to the live action panel. Then they're like, oh, that's okay. <laughs> as long yeah, as you're not no going to buy, there. yeah, as long as you're not going to buy things, you can, you can be in the line ahead of us. It's like, you're not buying anything. I just want to go see this. Right. Um, but they do it. They take your cell phone. They wrap it in like some Ziploc style bag. Uh, and then what happens is you're treated to small presentations about a number of movies. So what I saw when the DC, I mean the Marvel presentation, um, Chris Evans came out with uh, Howard, the Howard Mackey, right? The Anthony Mackey, excuse me. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they did a. Uh, sneak peek for Civil War. So they showed a scene from Civil War. Um, and then they showed concept art set to music for Doctor Strange. Okay. And they had like sneak peek of uh, a Beauty and the Beast. And a lot of times there's special messages just for the audience there. So it was, uh, who was it? Whoever played Gaston and, and uh, whatever the little guy's uh, name. Luke Evans and Josh Gad. Yes, they sang uh, a little bit to the camera because they were still filming. And so it, it's a good time. And, and that's where we got the first announcement for Rogue One. Right. And that's where they first showed. Was that with like the Obi-Wan voiceover? No, no. This was the one where it's, here's the cast and here's a cast photo. Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember. So here, the, like, you'd already had a couple people, but guess what? Here's uh mads middleson here's uh donnie yen's in it now right and so but they had already been dressed up in that kind of picture where they're in i think Javin. yeah and everybody's freaking out over Bodhi's imperial patch right so that that's the one that's where we were really that we got the the info and then they pretty much sent that out right away online right and harrison ford that was the first uh one that harrison ford came to i think or maybe it was a second because he had been to San Diego, but Harrison Ford came out for for Force Awakens, and they didn't really do much. They had already, at that point that year, they already had Celebration Anaheim. They already right. had San Diego Comic Con where they treated everybody to a live John Williams concert. Right. So at this point, it was kind of like, oh yeah, here's Harrison Ford, yay, and a free Drew Struzan poster, which is pretty cool. Yes, it it is. I still remember you getting that. Yep. But it was good. It's just there's not a lot of there's not a lot of time devoted to, you know, to Star Wars. And I don't think, other than possibly telling us what the next trilogy or set of movies are briefly, right? You know, maybe what era they're set in. You know, I, I don't think we're going to get anything major for Star Wars at that panel. I think I think the real fireworks are going to be at the Disney Plus panel on Friday. That's the cool stuff. That's where we might hear about the Cassian TV show. That's where we're going to hear more about the Mandalorian show, obviously. And that's where they may or may not officially announce Obi-Wan. 
Right. And we'll get to that in a minute, too. But so let me just take a step back here. What do you think we're going to get out of D23 for The Rise of Skywalker? I think you're going to get a little bit more as far as cast members. Um, again, they didn't, sh- they didn't show anybody. That's the thing. You didn't, you didn't see, you didn't get to see Harrison Ford on stage, nor did you see me crying when Harrison Ford came on stage. <laughs> oh, man, you have no idea. Because that, that's my childhood. That's Indiana Jones and that's yeah. Han Solo. Yeah. I can't um, imagine. Like, like, if Mark Hamill or Harrison Ford had been at Celebration, I would have lost everything. <laughs> like, when it was up close, too, which was great. It was like, I got the best seats that you don't have to pay extra for. Nice. Because there's there's some there's some seats where you have to be a big time Disney like it's almost like you belong to a giant mega church and you've been tithing the whole time <laughs> and they give you seats up front. Right. These people those people automatically get the center section. Right. So I was like in the aisle seat next to the center section. I mean, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's really good. Considering, hold on, there's there's a center auditorium. And there's a right auditorium and there's a left auditorium. So I was in the center auditorium. If you're in the right auditorium, you're looking at video screens and you can see way down the live action people. Does that make sense? Yeah. It is a long rectangular hall. Right. It's an odd way they do it. And so if you get in early, you get to generally sit in front of the actors. If you're getting late, you're way off to the right wing or the left wing. Sorry, uh, this is obviously not about what we're going to see, but I really no. don't think they're going to. No. I really don't think they're going to present much. Well, okay, okay yeah. I, I, I think I think they'll get a trailer, and I think shortly thereafter we'll get a trailer for the Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, absolutely. How at this point? Who was it? Somebody released something. At this point, we've already had trailer number two. For, um... well, right. Well, that's kind of what I was getting at when I said, "What do you think we're gonna get from D twenty three from it?" Because if there is a trailer, I don't like. I would think it would be at the uh, the panel we were just talking about. Where where do you go? It's gonna be it's gonna be at the panel because I yeah, don't go remember... behind the scenes. Yeah, I don't remember if we got a trail. Uh, I don't remember if we got a trailer or not. Um, we might have for Force Awakens, but there was. See, that's the thing. There was there was a lot of stuff. Like I saw a trailer for Jungle Book, and I don't remember if, if they released it online immediately or not. Oh well, here we go. Right here. Um, this is on uh, StarWarsUnderworld.com. Uh, Dominic Jones wrote an article that says that Disney announced that uh, among the movies that will be previewed at D twenty three is The Rise of Skywalker. The preview will take place on Saturday at ten a.m. Alongside looks at other future Disney properties, including Frozen two, Black Widow and Jungle Cruise. Uh, and, of course, it says it's at the Anaheim Convention Center. Um, so, yeah, th- I think, just like we were saying, I think that's where it would have to be uh, if, they, if they do that. It, he also kind of puts a quick recap here where it says that uh, in the 2015 one, uh, J.J. was there with some of the cast. Uh, like you said, he got the poster. Um, and at 2017, they had the behind-the-scenes sizzle reel, which was a pretty popular thing at the time. Um, I, I don't know if we're going to get another preview or a BTS reel like that or both. I don't know. Um, I'm slightly leaning toward a BTS reel. 
and then just the one teaser and then the full big trailer in October with the tickets. I wouldn't be shocked if that's the case. I guess we'll see here in just a few days, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see. I think there's going to be definitely some good stuff to talk about regarding this movie come next week, uh, but we'll see. They're going to know, and then they'll give us a sizzle reel of the sizzle reel. Well, I think I mean, behind yeah. the scene, behind the scenes sizzle reels, they can they can go to hell. Well, like they, you can get some good stuff from it, though. Like. Like it's not as exciting at first watch as a trailer because it's not cinematic in that way. It's a co- it's a cop out. It feels like a cop out. It, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I get that. I'd rather have a trailer. Any, they don't even put any attention into the behind the scenes stuff on physical media anymore. So it, it's almost. Yeah, that's true. It's just uh, here you go, sizzle reel. I love it. I I used to really take the time and watch the BTS stuff on like the you know DVD extra disc things like I'd watch all that. That was awesome. And yeah, you're right. It just seems like a really afterthought these days. People don't really do much with that. Yeah. Cause a lot of stuff has already been online in some form or another. Um, you know, cause it's been little web promotions or whatever, but back yeah. in the day they used to have like, that's the one good thing. Here's where we're going real quick digression. Here's where we're going with physical media. Um, it's going to be the small independent companies that are doing the best work. So, uh-huh. like, for example, I own the Omen collection. If anybody doesn't know what the Omen is, it's basically about the Antichrist. Um, and I got it on sale a few years back. It was like five, ten bucks for all four movies on Blu-ray. And when it came, it was in cardboard. And it was smashed. But I was like, ah, I got it for five, ten dollars. What, what do I care? Uh-huh. I hadn't seen all the movies before. But now these companies like Fox are licensing that out. They say, okay, well, you can license it out. And then companies like Shout Factory or Scream Factory are now taking those movies. They're upgrading a little bit. They're adding tons of documentaries to it and tons of commentaries and tons of behind-the-scenes stuff. And then they're charging $40, $50 for it, for all the movies. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're a fan, great. That's what you get. But physical media otherwise, they're just turning and burning most of this stuff if it even makes it to you know, Blu-ray in the first place. Case yeah. in point, Star Wars Resistance. Mm-hmm. Which, honestly, <laughs> I honestly think, real quick on that, I honestly think we're just going to get a complete series Blu-ray right now. Well, I, yeah, I was about to say that, actually. With it, with season two coming up being the final season, yeah, I, I just make it one... Does it even count as a box set? Like, just, well, just one it unit. Well, as a box set. I, yeah, I guess, but like just one collective purchase and you get it all. Yeah, and you know, if they even do that, yeah, but I could see them doing, I could see them, that's why they waited in the first place. Yeah. Um, I, I do also want to get to something that I'm sure everybody knows about at this point. Uh, and there's not a whole lot to really say about it, just because it's, there's been so much discussion over the past several months leading up to this. But it is unofficially official <laughs> that uh, Ewan McGregor has signed on to star in a Disney Plus series about Obi-Wan Kenobi. And they're saying about six episodes, probably. And he might even be directing a couple of them. Um, but yeah, the news came out recently. I believe it was first put out by Cinelinks, I believe. 
Um, and then, of course, other people picked it up right after that. That's a bone of contention, apparently. Yeah, I, again, I I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what I will say hey, is that there's somebody there's somebody out there who said that he has an exclusive about this, which is that uh, Ray Park is going to be featured in this series. Yeah, this person's not even worth our time to comment on. To be honest, this this that has this exclusive. <laughs> This person uh, suddenly, 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 this guy is uh, in a in a spoiler game. I don't know how that happened. Yeah, it has sources now apparently. Yes. And when, what I love most is that the name of this person's show, which is on YouTube, I found very interesting. Like maybe we should be getting royalties to uh, this person's YouTube show. What's the name of his YouTube show? Right, do, do we do we want to go there? Oh, well, you started it. I, I was only on a few episodes. <laughs> it's not Mike Zero, everybody. No, we're talking about Noah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, Noah, who has his Kessel Run Radio, which used to be a podcast, which is why the word radio is there, and now it's a it's a YouTube thing, so I'm not sure why he has the word radio there. But anyway, um, he is doing that. Again, he's got some uh, uh, videos he's putting out, which is... Uh, yeah, it, I mean, it's basically, it's still a podcast. You just, you get to watch the, the video of it now. He's been getting a bunch of guests on recently and all that. And he ha- he put it out recently where he said that he was going to be uh, revealing this information. Um, and then before he was able to do that, he was beaten to the punch and somebody else got the info out. So that's why he made his exclusive, just further detail to include that he heard uh, Darth Maul and Ray Park were going to be involved in this series. Oh wait, you you watched one where he said I'm gonna have some exclusive info on the next episode, and then somebody beat him. No, I just saw the one where he said exclusive Darth Maul's gonna be in it, and at the beginning of that, he said, "Hey, I was going to announce this stuff, and then somebody beat me to it. So now I'm just gonna instead say that it's uh, like the exclusive is the Darth Maul element." Can we do? Can we just do exclusives on every podcast? Sure. What's it today? Exclusive um, Obi Wan TV show. Everybody else said they had an exclusive one, can't we? I mean, we can, but but that's not exclusive, though. Sure it is. It's going to be set on Tatooine. That's an exclusive. Sure is. <laughs> uh, hey, you want you want more exclusive information? Oh wait, 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 hold on. Yeah, go ahead. There will be an original score produced for this series. Mm-hmm. Exclusive. By you heard someone. it here first, everyone. Yes, by somebody. Now, now the other rumor here, here, here's the so, Mister Outlaw says that Darth Maul's in it, right? And everyone's crying foul because, well, if Darth Maul died in Rebels against Obi Wan, what are they going to do? And it seems like it's been a while since they'd right. seen each other. Um. But the other one that somebody suggests is that a familiar droid will be his companion. Did you see that one or no? I'm I'm trying to remember. Like, I might have like read that in a comment or something, but I didn't see any like reports of it. No, it was, it was a report that somebody said that they had heard from a source that a familiar droid would be his companion. Now nobody knows who that is. Obviously, it wouldn't well, be C3PO. I'm like, there are only so many options. Well, who do you think? Well, it can't be R2. That would not make any sense. Why can't it be R2? 
Because he literally said in A New Hope, I can't recall ever owning a droid while he's staring at R2. It's already hard enough to believe that from the prequels when he was Anakin's droid. But can't, he... can't you see Can't you see Bale sending R2 to him for some help, right? And then at the end of the, of the adventure, him going, listen, R2, we don't know each other, remember? If anybody says anything, you don't know me. I don't know you. Capiche? I mean, that seems like you're trying too hard to force something to happen. It, it, but it, it could be almost like a joke, you know? Remember how? Remember how in Clone Wars, you know, uh, Revenge of the Sith has the first meeting of Anakin and Grievous, right? But then all throughout the Clone Wars, they keep having this, you know, circumstances to where they almost see each other or they don't, right? And it kind of became a humorous little thing. So this could also be something funny. I don't know. I mean, I, I do get what you're saying. I'm I'm just not sure if that would really be like a good way to take a story. What do you mean, good way to take a story? His other droid died. Who? He... Well, yeah, R four, right? He got his head chopped off by buzz droids, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, who else would it be? It's not. It can't be C-3PO unless they just well, keep wiping the guy's mind. <laughs> well, and who had this report? Because who said he needed to have like a, a familiar droid with him? Like I, I don't I even don't know. know. I thought, was it I Mike thought, Zero? Oh, I mean, no, it was it was Dunk from Club Jade that I saw it from. Okay. I mean, you can Google it real quick. Type in type in Dunk, and then uh, do familiar on on Twitter, and it should probably pop up. I mean, I'm actually doing that. I don't know. Here we go. Uh, it says updated. Uh, Fantatrax is saying that they will have several. Uh, Ewan McGregor will direct several of the eight episodes and have a familiar mechanical co-star. So I guess Fantatrax right. is saying the same thing now too. And somebody else was saying R five, you know, D four, but it's like no. There isn't anybody Ooh, else. I what? like that reply. What? Somebody replied with the image of the, and I can't recall the, the, the numbers, but the droid that Uncle Owen originally got, and then he had the bad motivator, and R2 was his replacement. You mean R5-D4? Sure. I like that. I like that. I'm no, cool with that. How, why would that? No. That, that, that's, you... like, that's like an Easter egg, in a way, that, that can be happy, but it has no plot relevance. So basically, but here's what you're saying in a sense. Droids are kind of like puppies, right? Okay, yeah. So R5-D4 is his companion, and at some point, basically, Obi-Wan just says, later, and leaves him someplace to where he gets picked up by the Jawas, and doesn't give a crap. He's not looking for him. I mean, I... I, That makes Obi-Wan very callous. Yeah, he's never been thought of that way before, ever. Not really, no. Stop. I mean, with the prequels, yeah. A little bit, at times. No. Shut up, Tim. <laughs> I mean, no, I think he's fantastic, but just, just saying. Okay, so. Look forward to that coming. Well, yeah, we, we might be getting that announcement, as you mentioned, Mark, with the Disney Plus thing. That might even have to do with the timing of him actually putting the pen to paper for this series and signing on 
uh, whether it, it, the reports have been saying six to eight episodes from what I've seen. That one just there said eight. So I don't know if, if that's been uh, recently trending toward that direction or not. I just remember initially it was yeah, six dash eight. Um, but hopefully we can look forward to some official announcement now that it's been made official and uh, we have D23 coming up. This is a perfect time and you have a panel for it. So just be like, hey, guys, here's a look at the Mandalorian. Look forward to that in a couple months. And after that, if you like it, don't worry. We got a Cassian series. And oh, by the way, for an announcement, how about Obi-Wan? Make everybody happy. That's a good way to have a successful panel for Disney Plus at the Star Wars section. It would work for me. Yeah, and it would then, work for everybody. And then you uh, and McGregor walks out, waves to everyone, yeah. maybe talks in his uh, voice. Yeah, he just walks cut. out and says hello there and leaves. Yeah, and then you cut. Oh, he will. And then you cut to James Arnold Taylor crying in a different location. <laughs> no. No? Was that wrong? Ah, we don't want that. I got confused. <laughs> so we're going to look oh. forward to that happening. Uh, one other thing that's going to be really cool to get to is recently. Uh, there was an interview with somebody by the name of Don Williams, which, if you're unfamiliar, he is the brother of John Williams and also does a lot of timpani for uh, what John Williams conducts and writes. Um, he was recently uh, talking in this interview and, and mentioned their work on The Rise of Skywalker thus far. So I'm actually going to insert that audio here so you can hear it for yourself, and then we'll kind of uh, talk, to, uh, talk about it afterward in just a minute. Don, you may know, is the, is the brother of John, and he played on the original Jurassic Park as well, as well as hundreds and hundreds of other scores. We only have Don for an hour, so we figured we'll just go ahead and get started with the study because that'll give him a chance to catch us up on the things he's been up to, and um, then maybe a little bit of the score study. Two yeah, minutes of, please do. Uh, we, John started up with another Star Wars. We started on it last week. Uh, he's got 135 minutes worth of music to write. Okay, so that kind of tells you how long the film is. Um, <laughs> it is top to bottom music. Uh, we've done four days and we've just scratched the surface. I think we've got something like 34 minutes in the can at this point. But I can tell you that every theme that you could you ever heard is going to be compiled into this last effort. Everyone, Leia, Yoda, the Phantom, the Darth, all of it's going to be in there. And uh, in his usual style, he hides them. You got to go look for them. And you'll find them, but you'll, you got to go look for them. And then the, you'll be you'll be sitting there watching the film go by, and oh, there it is. There's two bars of it, and it grabs you and it takes you away. Um, I find that happening a lot with this while I'm playing, which takes me away from what I'm supposed to be doing, which is counting and coming in in the right place. <laughs> So, uh, so <laughs> yeah, it is that nuts. Um, and he seems to be keep writing harder stuff for me to play, you know, which okay, you know, I'm fine with it. But you know, did I do something when I was a kid that I don't know about? Um, <laughs> it's, but he's he's marvelous. He's got an energy at 87 that is beyond my belief that he could stand in front of an orchestra and conduct and know all of this music, know everybody's part, when something's out of tune or I'm together. In 87, he still stands there for six hours and still conducts. You know, and I think, I think that's part of his MO. I mean, he can't, do, he can't do it any other way. And the other thing that I can say about the film that what we're, what we're doing with is we're doing a lot of this stuff to streamers. 
very little to click. We've only done about maybe six to eight minutes of music, like at 150 on the click, something that fast. Uh, he has had Bill, uh, Bill Ross come in and conduct a couple of those so he can get a little bit of a breather in. So, and he can, but he also makes you know comments and things. So it's, it's, getting, it's going, and he's going to take a couple of weeks off, go to Tanglewood, and when he comes back in September, we're going to go at it and try to wrap the thing up in about a month and a half. Um, it's hard. It's wonderful. Um, the privilege of working with my own brother. He gave me Christmas. Um, it's pretty amazing. Um, All right, so uh, what you heard there uh, is... First off, I think one of the big things to, to discuss from this is he said there is 135 minutes worth of music to write. Now, typically, the music is not the length of the film because not every second of a movie has music going to it. So if he's writing 135 minutes of it, granted, you can have a bunch of it that gets cut out, but uh, that's a lot. That's a lot of music. And he's not going to write more music than the movie has, so we know it's at least that long. Um, which I, I don't think is shocking anybody, but... Boo! What? I do not want a two-hour and 15-minute give or take Star Wars film. Yes. No, we, we want more. Oh, oh, well, that's what I'm saying. It could very well be more than that. If, well, if, it probably will is, be more than that. Yeah. But like I, at this point, I'm expecting it to be more than that. Um, just again, if he's writing for that much or that many minutes, and assuming that not all of it's going to be in there anyway, even if they cut it, it it's. Well, I'm, I'm curious. I'm curious how close they are to locking picture because it, it felt like it felt like for for the last Jedi, he locked picture early. Like he was done, well, and, and the movie was finished. I like, mean, it was the Last Jedi. We know how how the music was done for that. Yeah, and, but but little, what I'm different. saying is, what yes, but what I'm saying at least for the edit, the edit was done, right? So Williams could get started on whether it's just rehashing, you know, prior music or not. At least the edit was done. So I'm kind of well, curious has... where you know how far along they are with with the edit of uh... right. Well, he has started on actually co like composing and recording. Williams has recorded what, in the interview. Didn't he say like forty minutes? I think uh, of the the which seems for which it. seems which seems weird because if he recorded forty minutes and they just started writing, he kind of makes it seem like they just started writing and they're recording. It's like okay, wait, what? And I had, well, and I had heard Williams was already recording months ago. Yeah, I was gonna say I think he he's been writing for a long time. Uh, and, and I think, like you said, the recording started slowly a, a little bit ago. And at this point, because he, he mentioned in there's something too about him taking a break uh, for a bit and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, and it does take him a while to get through something, especially this intensity and this length. Uh, but one thing I also do want to point out is one of the, I think, one, like, one of the juiciest things from there, where he talked about if you've heard, he basically said, if you've heard it in Star Wars up until now, you can hear it again in this one. And I'm taking that very seriously. So if I do not hear a tiny bit of asteroid field in there, I'm going to be like, I'm going to, you're wrong. <laughs> That's going to upset me. Uh, and across the stars and everything. Be prepared. Well, and he said it might only be like a couple measures, but it will be there. 
And that's what I that want. Would, that would be pretty awesome if um, Across the Stars comes back for the Ben Demption. Okay. Um, so <laughs> we're, not, we're not going down the Ben Demption conversation at this moment. Because I was going to say, one of the things that he mentioned... Can't we talk about Vader's theme. Okay. He talked about Vader's theme. He talked about Yoda's theme, Leia's theme. Uh, he said something about the Phantom, and, and that's something that I find pretty interesting, too. Uh, I'm assuming he's referring to Duel of the Fates when he says the Phantom. He could be referring to Jar Jar's theme. Jar Jar's Great Adventure. So I think he's referring to <laughs> the Duel of you the know, Fates here. And it's, the what of, I, it's the most offensive response that you can give to somebody is no response and just moving on. So with Duel of the Fates, <laughs> um, <laughs> something that I think is really interesting about that, um, and this is somewhat going borderline into some spoilery territory stuff, so if you, if you don't care about that, skip forward, like, I don't know couple minutes um but it, we're not gonna be on it for that long um but there is this whole conversation about the force flash sequence and and how it kind of covers various parts of the series up until this point so if they have anything where like naboo is in the background of their fight and you can almost see like we talked about this i don't know how many weeks ago but like, what if during their first flash sequence, you have actual scenes in the background from a different perspective? So like, if they're fighting each other, and in the distance, you have Darth Maul, Qui-Gon, and Obi-Wan fighting each other, like, in, as a background visual, as they're flashing all around. That would be a place where you can throw something in, like, two measures of Duel of the Fates. You know, how cool would that be? Would be very cool. It'd be awesome. So yeah, <laughs> that happened. I uh, kind of wanted to, to cover that. Uh, and it's also, it, it's just, it's an amazing time to know that right now, currently, John Williams is in the process for the last time of recording and conducting music for a Star Wars film. And not only that, but in a grand finale fashion. You know, we're still a couple months away, but at some point we're going to have our first experience of listening to it. I guess we're about three months out now. And it's we're going to look... Huh? Is it... No, it's... What do you mean three? No, more than that. Four. Yeah, yeah, four months. You're right, four months. Um, so... Yeah, no, it, it's, yeah, it's late. So, uh, <laughs> we're going to have the... Again, the first time we're going to listen to this for the first time. And it's going to be an amazing experience when we do. And it's being created right now. It's just cool. I don't know. It's just cool to know that. And again, for the last time, and it's just, it's important. So, all right. We talked about that. Uh, I, I don't, the Resistance Season 2 trailer is out. If you want to go watch it, go ahead, do that. If you've already seen it, cool. Um, the main takeaway for me from it is that they've made uh, Matt, the radar technician, his outfit is now canon. So that's awesome. Um, I'm, you know, I, I don't want to like dissect the trailer or anything. Again, if you want to see it, watch it. It was cool. Uh, it's I think what you would come to expect from a trailer for an animated series, whether it's Resistance or Rebels or something else, they always they look cut, good. That that guy cuts good trailers. Yeah, I'm like they always look good. Um, sometimes even better than the actual product is at, at times. So wow, wow at times, Tim. not not every time, but at times. What are so, you referring to? Nothing. Uh, so, uh, there's that, uh, what else? We're gonna, uh, not a whole lot here, but again, I wanted to mention it to everybody that Ryan Johnson is absolutely 
still working on uh, this his whole Star Wars project that he has. Uh, recently, he took a step away to work on Knives Out, and he's pretty much done with that. That's going to be coming out here not that long. Uh, and now he's about to really start diving back with the whole Star Wars thing. And something you know, that he, sorry, go ahead, Tim. Well, something that he said recently was just that it was very important to him to find like the essence of Star Wars and insert that into what he's doing, considering that he's not using any of the legacy characters or anything like that for this time. Uh, you know, here, here's what here's what Lucasfilm needs to do. They need to come out and explain exactly what the f is going on. <laughs> Because we've only got movies every two years. Is it every two years, right? Yeah. On the schedule. With a little they've break already... after this one. Well, yeah, but they they said that the first movie coming out was going to be from the Game of Thrones guys. Right. So, with that in mind, you honestly think Ryan Johnson's going to hang around for seven years if these guys are doing three movies? Two movies you think he's going to uh... hang around for five years? I, aren't they supposed to overlap? Well, but it's not on the schedule. Yeah, but I mean, that doesn't mean it's not going to happen. It doesn't mean it's not going to happen, but, you know, that's what I'm saying. They need to come out and explain what's going on. I mean, he said he's, like, starting on it now. I have no reason to believe that they're not going to alternate it like they do now with the uh, the previously known as the anthology series with the main series. Okay, but do you know how confusing that would be if every other year... It's a different movie in the cinema. Yeah, and we've been saying before, how confusing would it be with half the stuff that Lucasfilm's done with the marketing recently? Right, like so I... imagine, imagine it's Game of Thrones guys one year, then two years later, it's Ryan Johnson, then two years after that, it's the Game of Thrones number two, so you're waiting four years for a movie? I mean, like I said, it would absolutely be confusing, but I just feel like I wouldn't put it past them to do it that way. Oh, come on. Even Avatar has better uh, marketing really strategy than this. It's every other year, period. If you get Avatar 80. Well, and at the same time, we don't really know what's going on with the, the Game of Thrones guys. Thank you. And, That's and what I'm saying. They need, to come, they need to come out and uh, you had Bob, Bob Iger saying it was going to be number, the first one out, but now you have the Game of Thrones guy signing some big project with Netflix or big contract. I don't know. I honestly think the Game of Thrones guys should have just straight done a TV series. Just make it a Disney Plus show. I could, not even a show. I could see them making it uh, a trilogy of movies exclusive to Disney Plus. Yeah, but I, I, eh, maybe. It depends on what it is. I, I want hours of this stuff. Yeah. If, if it's older public stuff, I don't want six hours. I want like 12 hours. Well, and that's something that, that was kind of discussed, too, with uh, the uh, Kenobi series, is that now, with it being six to eight episodes, let's just take the low end of them. Let's say it's six episodes. That's basically uh, a couple movies. Yeah. You know? Oh, as for opposed sure. to just one. <laughs> you know? Like, that, that's a good thing. I take that as an absolute win. It is an absolute... And, and if anything... The thing, the thing about Kenobi is that it's actually the perfect show for Netflix. I'm assuming for Disney Plus, because uh, it shouldn't take a lot of special effects. You know, if it's mostly on a desert planet, you know, I don't know who read the Kenobi book, but the Kenobi book wasn't a ton of like huge set pieces. It was, you know, he ran into some Tuscan Raiders. They did some, you know, 
things at at, at uh, Moss Eisley, I think there was a crate dragon at one point. There was like you know robber barons and cattle type you know uh-huh. thieves, but that was it. You know, I think it, I think you could actually do Star Wars Kenobi on a low budget, and and it shouldn't be an issue. But you know, can you do anything else? Can you is Disney willing to put up the money, you know, huge amount of huge amount of money for for a series? What did they say Mandalorian cost, you know? I don't remember I, I heard it and it was a it was a nice amount. Yeah, uh, it was but substantial. I don't what it was. Yeah, it was. And they've already announced Mandalorian season two. So well, Oh there's, there's a lot of what? There's, I'm just seeing now something that just came out. Let me see. On Twitter. Uh, John Boyega uh, retweeted a Star Wars tweet talking about D23 this weekend. with just like an emoji face. Yeah, he'll probably be there. Uh, and nope. what is this? Yeah, they're just like they're being cute with each other. Basically, the Star Wars account in John Boyega right now. Huh. Okay. Anyway, no, I just saw that. Did they say that uh, Mandalorian's going to be once a week? I don't recall. I don't remember the frequency. I remember they said it was not going to be a, a mass release for binge-watching. Good. Good, uh, good, good. It makes, it makes our job easier, and it's something to look forward to. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking it up just to make sure I'm right. I didn't dream that up, and I'm pretty sure I heard that it would be released uh, on a schedule. Yeah, here. Anthony Bresnikan had tweeted a few months ago. Uh, he says that uh, the first episode of The Mandalorian will be released on Disney Plus on November 12th. They might add a second, but it will not be the full binge, he said. Okay, good. So, yeah. that is a That's a great idea. All right, uh, let's see. I think the only other thing that we were going to kind of go over, which it really isn't a whole lot, was about uh, Galaxy's Edge uh, and just kind of an update on how things are going there. Um, it's interesting. I haven't been there. You know, I, I only know what's happening in reports and from what I'm seeing uh, uh, from other people who are there and what they're posting. I will say I'm psyched about being there whenever it eventually happens in five years because, you know, it's expensive <laughs> to be there. Um, but... I'm looking forward to it. I I hope there are some maybe changes or upgrades between now and then, perhaps, just to give it a fuller experience. Because I feel like what they've promised and what they've been hyping up over the past couple years versus what it is is not exactly the same. I think it still looks fun, but I, I, I do feel like there's a shift in what my expectations were based off of what they said versus how it really seems to be right now. Well, and, and that's what uh, Ellie King's Drew had you know, pointed me to an article uh, from Mouse Watch about what they had sort of promised for Galaxy's Edge versus what they delivered. And a lot of what they cut was, you know, supposed to be the immersive experience to where there's going to be droids going by and there's going to be, you know, people dressed up as aliens. There's going to be pro, like, basically, uh, what's that called? Um, Immersion? The, the thing, no, the things that fly around. Oh, um... You know what I'm talking about? Pro droids? No, yeah, but they, but, but what do we call them here? People, they, they fly and they take pictures of you. Drones. 
Thank you. So drones, but you know, more like probe droids and these things would, would help with the immersion. But what happens is is that those people who operate the droids, who operate the probe droids, you know, right. the drones, they operate, you know, they're dressed up. They get paid on a higher rate than the cast members that are serving you drinks but acting like they live in Batu. <laughs> so so this new guy who's come in, I forget his name, uh, but this new guy who's come in head of the parks, he slashed that, said, no, let's get rid of it. And there's a lot of different things that he's cut to save money. But at the same time, that stops the immersion. So they cut a lot of things that they promised and then raised the prices. And they raised the prices pretty significantly to where it's keeping people away from the parks. And a lot of people wanted to argue and say, no, 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 it's it's successful. And it's like, it's not. It's not as successful as they planned it would be. And right. it's not necessarily, you know, this is not one of the situations to where, oh my God, this spells the death of Star Wars. This is right. more a situation to where they priced it out of the range of the average person. Because most of the people who go to Star Wars or excuse me, who go to Disneyland are local residents, a fair chunk of it. And they almost price those residents from coming on a regular basis. It's $150 for a one-day pass. They stop their annual pass holders from coming in during that time. And so other people assumed it would be busy and just decided to stay away. So you've got a combination of them pricing out the locals and then people traveling you know, from other state or whatever like well i'm not going it's going to be crowded and now you have an empty park and i right. went to disneyland um i didn't get to go to the galaxy's edge but i went to disneyland when they had those that preview month or whatever uh-huh greatest time i've ever had it was empty <laughs> it was it was fantastic i i might have mentioned it on the show but i went on like i went on star tours like five times in an hour oh yeah, yeah i remember you saying that yeah i just kept going and, and it was great and that kind of filtered over, you know? Right. Supposedly they brought back the, right now they have Disney's electrical parade, which yeah. is a big deal. Yeah, right the Main Street electrical parade. And they brought it back because they're like, well, let's try and get people in. But that guy, and again, I don't know his name, the head of the theme parks, I think he has a big, um, a big panel at D23 on Sunday. So it may be interesting to pay attention if they decided to change anything or alter anything to, uh, you know, kind of bring people back in. Because, you know, there is no question now that this summer is one of the most disappointing summers that Disneyland has ever had as far as attendance and revenue. Well, and another thing that's fair to point out, too, is what they had set out for the Star Wars land, as it was known early on was very, very ambitious. So having said that, I think the reason that everybody was allowing themselves to get so excited about it is because no matter how ambitious it is, historically, Disney pulls it off. So that I think a lot of the hype there was that it's going to take a giant to do this, but that's what they are, and this is what they do. So the end result is going to be amazing because that's what they deliver. So I feel like any type of backpedaling that, that they do from the initial promises, so to, so to speak, you know, um, I'm not trying to be dramatic about it, but uh, I don't know. I just feel it might leave some people feeling a little bit disappointed. Well, and one of the other things that, um, that 
and I, and I don't know if this is true or not. I assumed that this is what they were doing because I had heard it, and I just assumed it was something that happened. But apparently, this isn't an occurrence at at uh, Star Wars Land. But they were saying that the plan was that there was going to be battles. You know, you yeah. see, you'd see, you know, the the First Order fighting, uh, you know, Resistance members, and and that would be going on like. You know, they do it at, at a local, another local theme park near us is not Spray Farm, and they have a place called Ghost Town. And every so many, you know, on different hours, they have a Wild West show to where it's robbers versus, you know, uh, sheriffs, and a guy gets shot and falls off a balcony or whatever. And so that was what I had heard that they were planning. But what there's what that mouse talk is saying that, is that they cut it. It mm-hmm. doesn't happen anymore. And so now you just see resistance mem- or first order walking through the thing but they don't have battles and they're not fighting necessarily and again i haven't been there i don't know if that's true i've certainly seen ray there right. i've seen uh with a v marati or whatever her name is um and chewbacca but I, I you know i have yet to see anybody shooting video of of you know a battle between the resistance and and the first order so i imagine it just doesn't exist they they got rid of it and expensive. I also, I remember early on, uh, there was discussion about, like, in the concept phase, they were going to try to figure out a way to have there be, like, aerial fights, or at least simulate it to where, to us, it would look like there were X-Wings and TIE Fighters fighting. Yeah, um, yeah. One of the other things that they had talked about is you would actually, it would feel like you're seeing cargo ships landing yeah. and taking off. Uh, and maybe they do it by, what is it, uh, forced perspective, right? so to speak. But that doesn't happen either. So, I mean, granted, maybe it never could happen or they couldn't figure it out. But the way they presented it was, you know, this is 100% Star Wars. And then you get like 70, 80%. And they raise the price to the parks and people don't show up. And the one main ride, one of the rides is not operational. Mm hmm. And again, you know, the rumor is is that they can't get it to run for more than an hour, either here or Florida, before it breaks down. And and you know, I think one of the issues that somebody said is that is that the, the ride that Disneyland, the, some of the rides that Disneyland has a problem with lately is they're trying to do these high concept but low, is it I guess low turnover rides, to where. It's high concept. It's really cool, but you can't get as many people through the turnstiles as you'd like to. Right. So, you know, this is one of those ones that it's supposed to be high concept, but it's just not working right. This is the this is the ride that has the giant adams in it. So, I'm excited yeah. for that if it actually works. You like go around me, the corner I, and it, yeah, just like standing there. Knowing me, I'd spend money to finally go, and it, I'm sorry, it's broken. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and like another thing about that too, I think, is that they do have, like you were mentioning, some sort of forced perspective thing with that, to where it looks at one point like you're going past an imperial hangar bay. No, as far as I know, you're actually in the hangar bay, and you go to the second floor of the hangar bay, and and they had a they had a really great detail in that in that mouse talk or whatever uh, about every step of that ride, and the ride sounds amazing. Yeah, but again, you know, if it's not working all the time. You know, and they, they even they even doubted that it's going to make the December. I think they said it's supposed to come out in December, and they're they're doubting whether or not it's going to even make that. 
So again, I mean, it, yeah. it'll be curious to see what this guy has to say. I think his panel, the Disney Parks panel, is on Sunday. So, and, and honestly, I don't really care about the Vader Immortal panel. Um, I don't know if well, I'll, I'll ever see it. Yeah, like it only applies to so many people because VR is cool new technology, but the majority of people don't have it. So it doesn't right. apply to most people. I don't care about the galaxy, the music of the galaxy's edge. Uh, I, I mean, again, I think for... these things are cool for the people who do care, but again, yeah. it's only so many people. But clearly not a lot of people care about galaxy's edge. You know, yeah. it, it's, it's one of those things that it's been shoved down our throats. And if you don't live, I mean, I have the luxury of living really close to Disneyland. I can hear the fireworks every night. I don't yeah, go yeah. that often because it's really expensive. <laughs> Uh, but for everybody else, it's like every book that's coming out, Galaxy's Edge, every, you know, sort of uh, uh, whether it's a novel or sort of a coffee table book, Galaxy's Edge, Galaxy's Edge, comic books, Galaxy's Edge. It's like, OK, enough. All you're trying to do is, is sell me, sell me a, a tie into a theme park that you, you cut corners on, supposedly, you know? Well, that's what I was going to say. I appreciate the commitment to it and the marketing and such, but it doesn't seem like it's followed up with the actual thing itself right now. Well, and, and it feels like, it feels like to some extent that, that uh, they're taking Star Wars fans for granted. That, you know, they built the Marvel cinematic fan base from the ground floor. Now, granted, the first you know three or four movies were at Paramount, but Disney bought it. They built that fan base. They started that you know sort of uh, uh, Feige, uh, you know, his, the road show where he announces all the movies, and, and they've built that hype. But with but with Star Wars, it's just sort of died. You know, it, it, it's they just assume that hey, guess what? You're gonna like what we're gonna send you or show you because it's Star Wars. And I don't think it's working out nowadays. I, I feel like I, I can understand that from a Disney perspective. Um, the the movies and like J.J. Abrams, for example, I do feel like he has put in a lot of thought and a lot of time into making something good and something that fits and something that's right for the final installment of this series that like for the no, specifically the rise of skywalker but that's not what i'm talking about i'm talking no, about i know the, i know that's i'm talking about I'm the saying. executives who are, who are trying to overall yeah because you look at the stuff that they're putting out it's like they're just assuming that if we put it out people will show up you know With this, this is not stamp on it right this is not feel the dreams you know if, if we build it <laughs> they will come or if you build it they will come it's they assumed with Solo, hey, look, we're going to make a Star Wars movie and everybody's going to show up and we don't have to market it that much. Well, guess what? You're wrong. Yeah. You know, or they assume we're going to build Galaxy's Edge and we're going to cut some corners from what we said it's going to be. But and we're going to raise the prices. And we're not going to have the second uh, uh, ride that we promised. And we've also cut out a third ride. And it's never going to be there. And you guys are going to show up and pay extra money. And, and people are going, no, we're not. Right. People aren't buying their merchandise either. You know, I, I had a, I had a lot of the stuff at, at my work is on clearance. A lot of the Black Series stuff is on clearance. They had Padme from Attack of the Clones for four bucks, Black Series. Wow. People aren't buying it. They're stealing it, but they're not <laughs> buying it. You know, the those uh, what was it the what what was the the girl oriented. Uh, 
forces of destiny, right? Yeah. Well, those the the dolls ended up getting marked down tremendously. At one point, it was like three or four bucks for you know it's basically a twelve inch Princess Leia in indoor outfit with a wicket that nobody wanted, and they marked it down to to I think it was four dollars, I mean five dollars at the most. This the stuff's not selling. You know, you look at you look at, and I know people used to complain that. Star Wars is all about selling toys. Okay, so what? But well, this really, one's not even. But this one's not even trying to, because kinda, when you look, at, go ahead. No, I was like, you're saying all this, and I'm really wondering, what Triple Force Friday coming up, and that's September, right? Right. That's next month. Right. I really wonder with this like decline. I mean, you're you're gonna have a spike from this the new stuff from the between the Mandalorian and the the Fallen Order, and of course the Rise of Skywalker. You're gonna have a, a spike, but I wonder, it, compare it to other Force Fridays, how it's gonna do. I, you see, I don't know. I mean, for for me, it's like so 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 Finn, right? You're gonna are you gonna rush out and buy a Finn action figure that looks like? Last Jedi action figure, which kind of looks like the the Force Awakens action figure, or is Ray's outfit really that different from movie to movie to movie? Or like the stormtroopers? I mean, Sith troopers, sure, but like they, I think they I saw somewhere that they have another standard first order stormtroopers part of the Black Series but for it, Force Friday. But but it really is one of those situations to where you know Luke Skywalker had he had uh, um, obviously you know Luke on Luke Luke on Tatooine, right? Yeah, Luke and X-wing, Luke and Snowspeeder, Luke and Bespin, Luke and Ceremony. You know, you had these characters change their clothes. Right. Princess Leia, tons of different looks. Uh, you know, in if you're going to sell action figures or if you're interested in selling merchandise, you have to vary it. And they're just not doing it. You know, and maybe they're not interested in selling action figures anymore. But I'm pretty positive that's one of the reasons Disney bought it because they looked at how much it sold well and even from a story perspective that works because it helps express the passage of time in the story that you're telling and that's a fair point we haven't really seen a whole lot of time passing not only in the movies themselves but between the movies so far with seven and eight well even with the very first star wars figures that came out you looked they had greedo they had hammerhead you know they had uh 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 they had, you know, Darth Vader. They had the droids. They had, you know, you name it. They had variety. And with this one, what aliens are they hanging out with? Yeah. And the ones that you do see in the background, that there's one guy that kind of looks like I don't know a, a Wolfman maybe, or or like a like a walrus that walks. They haven't made a they haven't made an action figure out of him, but he's in both movies. Hey, you know who they did make an action figure of? Oops. Constable Zuvio. Oh yes, and didn't even exist. <laughs> Not yet. So, he might uh, have a special appearance in nine. We don't know. How many? Do you ever go to? Do you ever go to like Walmart or Target or anything? Uh, sometimes, yeah. Did you ever really see resistance figures anywhere? No, I I haven't really been like checking that section since uh, Last Jedi. I guess kind of came out. So I go. I go every time. I always look. Just you know nostalgia force of habit i saw right. resistance figures once 
And this is actually the first time at my Walmart that there's not even a section for any Star Wars figures. Oh, really? Granted, granted Christmas is coming, but they just reset everything, and there's not a section for any figures whatsoever. There's a section for, for wrestling. There's a section for Marvel. Right. But it's like, wow, you know, it, merchandising has well, died. Like, my, my section for the Star Wars stuff got smaller, but it still is a section there. And I and and mine had that until uh, two three weeks ago, and now it's gone. Wow. I just I just think the merchant the merchandise is dying. I, you know, it's almost like it's time to get it's time to end this, and it's time to start the next generation of Star Wars fans. Well, I'm like, yeah, you you don't always need to just copy and paste everything with slight updates to make it match the current movie. At this point, sky's the limit about what they can do going forward. So, especially with whatever Ryan Johnson might be coming up with. Oh, stop! I, I no, I'm just saying, new era of Star Wars that hasn't been explored before. You have a whole bunch of marketing potential there. If it doesn't have lightsabers and it doesn't have the Force, it's not Star Wars. We'll find out. Yeah, I'm sure we will, but probably not D23. Most likely not. Um, so that, but again, so wh- which day, just remind me, is it Friday or Saturday that's like the future of Disney whatever panel where we might get the well, trailer or whatever? That's Saturday morning at 10 is the okay. live action. Friday afternoon at 5 Pacific time. So it's like 5, 6, it's like 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock your time is the Disney Plus panel. Okay. So, so so it's it's five it's around five Pacific on Friday and it's ten a.m. Pacific on Saturday. So potentially for twenty four hours we're bombarded, right? And then it's silent. It's like one o'clock for for me on Saturday. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I. I, It's really, I don't know. I'm hoping for a lot. They don't live stream the D23 stuff, right? No. Uh, yeah. No, they don't really. Yeah, I didn't think I, so. I think, I think last time what they did is they live streamed it. But then when they actually showed footage, they shut it down. Yeah, probably. Like, like they didn't live stream the Civil War uh, footage. Like you could, I think you can go on right now and see the Anthony Mackie and the uh, uh, and the you know uh, Chris Evans were talking about it, but when they went and showed actual scenes, and it was a scene with crossbones in I don't know Slovakia, wherever it was, Sokovia, right? It was that scene that they showed. So I think they shut it down at that point, if I remember correctly. So okay. should be able well, to hopefully be able to follow along. It's just they'll shut down the video. Well, I mean, and hopefully they don't if they're going to, if it's like a BTS reel that they release right afterward or a trailer or something, hopefully they can just include it, but I don't know. We'll hey, what, what year What year was that? What year was TFA? 2015. Okay, hold on. Keep talking. <laughs> uh, well, no, I was just going to say, it's, it's kind of a wrap-up. I know you're looking something up right now, but I feel like this is the, this weekend is going to be the start of the, we're getting close because we're going to have some sort of visual and, and stuff to come out from the rise of Skywalker here. Um, and then cause celebration, you know, that, that was fun. We got so much awesome stuff, that amazing teaser. But again, that, that's still kind of far out. So now this weekend, we're going to get some new stuff, some stuff to digest. Uh, 
Plus, with all the Disney Plus things, maybe Kenobi, Mandalorian, all that. By the time that we're over all this, it's going to be almost time for Force Friday. And then who knows yep. what's going to happen with that. And, and we'll maybe get some good stuff to go through from there. And then once we're that's in September and then next is October. Well, that will be the full trailer. And when the tickets are released, as far as we know. And then after that, you have November and December, which is just the final marketing blitz. And in the TV promos, where you always get that one new clip that's really neat and cool. You know, it's just the start of the fun time of the, the final countdown. We're getting closer. I, in my view, that starts this weekend. So I'm looking forward to all the 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 new things that we can be getting. And, and the hype is really going to start building, I think, this weekend. Oh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if we get a... Uh... An updated movie poster. Okay. Yeah. I don't remember when we when we got the other one. What do you, What do you mean the other one? When we got so there there's the one that just has the logo, and then right. you know I don't know when we got the Force Awakens one. Uh, we, cer- I, I, we certainly didn't get it at D twenty three. Yeah. No. I think. I think that might have been like early October. I don't think it was that long before the trailer came out, but I could be wrong. It's just based off of memory, so who knows? Alright. Well, anyway. It's exciting. <laughs> it's a good time. Um, and I'm looking forward to I'm I'm really thinking next week we're going to have some great stuff to go over. Hopefully, fingers crossed, the trailer, if nothing else, BTS yep. for uh, yep. for The Rise of Skywalker, Episode 9. Um, we'll be here to discuss it. The Mandalorian. Maybe we'll get a, some sort of official trailer for that. Some cool stuff there. Maybe something, an announcement for Kenobi. I, I don't know. Even if they announce it, I don't know if they're going to say anything else other than, hey, this is a series coming out too. I don't think we'll get much more than what's already yeah, I think, been I think you would live, I think all you would get is uh, is uh, it's coming. Ewan McGregor walks on stage, probably says hello there, like, like you said, and then just send people crazy. <laughs> And then uh, that's it. It walks off. Yeah, and that would be perfect, honestly. At this point, yeah. that's all that needs to happen. Yep. So, all right. Uh, I believe we, we we pretty much got caught up for for the things that you would need to know uh, going into D twenty three. Yeah, we're going into D twenty three this weekend. So now we're going to go into it. We'll see what happens, and we'll be here afterward to talk about it. And it's going to be awesome. So. As always, I was very happy to be here talking with you, Mark, about all this stuff. It was very fun. I'm happy to be back into things. Feels more normal now. We're here. We're doing this podcast. Uh, And, uh, yeah, I hope everybody has a great weekend watching this. If it's live streamed or if not, tweeting about it and all that. And enjoy it. We'll be back to talk about it next time. Bye. That's so sexy. No. that, that, that. Bye, everyone. Is that worse? I try to make it worse. It's sexier. No. Okay. Uh, What what can I do to ruin it? Bye. Uh, That's cliche at this point for me. All right. Later, everybody. See ya. There you go. That wasn't very good.